Hey friends, Brad and I started Batship because we needed someone to talk to about our bipolar. So when looking for a sponsor, BetterHelp was the obvious choice. BetterHelp provides access to therapists via text, via Zoom, via email, via phone call, 24 hours, seven days a week. I don't need to tell anyone how broken the American healthcare system is, especially when it comes to mental illness. But the beautiful thing about BetterHelp is that they'll work with you. Go to www.betterhelp.com backslash batshit. You'll get 10% off for the first month and you'll get someone to talk to right now. If you need to talk to someone, do it. Please. We love you. Welcome to Batshit, a frank and funny look at living with mental illness. While we'll touch on several illnesses, Batshit is focused on those along the spectrum of bipolar disorders. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm your other host, Brad. And we're both bipolar, so strap in and let's see how batshit we really are. Spoiler alert, pretty damn batshit. This episode's topic, public perception. So we've touched on this slightly before, and what we said before, I think, is people will look at you differently when yes. they find out you're mentally ill. Yes, they will, because a lot of people have this idea of what mental illness is, and they're wrong. Um, it's very hollywood it's very, but it's also we have so many problems right now, especially in America. If you're listening to this and you're not in America, um, ignore this, you know. But we here in America, we see things like mass shootings occurring on a regular mm-hmm. basis. We see um, horrible acts of like terrorism that are occurring on a regular basis. Homeless people randomly stabbing tourists on Hollywood Boulevard, and and and. There are so many elements of this that are related to mental illness. Mm-hmm. However, if you are mentally ill, that does not mean you're going to go on some sort of killing spree or stab fest. Like, that is yeah, that is not what mental illness is. No. 99% of people mentally ill will never do anything like that. No. In fact, they'll probably die alone in their apartment, and you no. won't know they're there until... Three weeks later, when the smell's so bad that you call the superintendent. Or, unfortunately, <clears throat> kill themselves. Um, suicide is a lot more common than outward violence, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, there are, and the disclaimer with that, is there are some mental illnesses that can create violent behavior. Psychopathy, yes. sociopathy, schizophrenia and its extremes, usually out of some kind of paranoid delusion. Um. But even in those cases, a person who's diagnosed with those is not guaranteed to be violent. Right. Exactly. I think the issue that a lot of people have when they hear the the phrase um, mental illness is they immediately go crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that's that's not what mental illness is. It has nothing to do with being crazy. Okay. It, There's a giant spectrum. Yeah. I mean, ADHD is technically a mental illness. Exactly. Right. You know? it, Obsessive compulsive disorder. You know, these things that we we kind of see as almost being benign. Yeah. I mean, they're not to the person who has to deal with them. Right. But um we you know, they become they become the joke on this week's episode of a sitcom. Oh man. Or a podcast with two <laughs> jerk offs who Hi-o! <laughs> By the way, MailChimp is a great way to send and receive emails. <laughs> now, it's... Do they have to pay us even though we didn't <laughs> They will now <laughs> No, uh, I think it's funny, too, because like you said, it's very Hollywood, right? Mm -hmm. Because 
How many times have you been watching a movie, a thriller or an action movie, and like the person who is the villain is schizophrenic or multiple personality disorder? Right. And I'm like, and those two get mixed up a lot all the time. All the time. And they're two radically different things. Yeah. Mental illness's perception publicly is so thrown because everyone looks at the media for what mental illness is, right? They don't yeah. look around them. They don't say, oh, hey, this- uh, The guy in the cubicle next to me- Exactly. Suffers from clinical anxiety. Yeah, exactly. Or the, 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 the woman across the street from me must have depression because yeah. X, Y, Z. They just sit there and go, oh, well, you know, I watched um, uh, oh, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Glass. No, what was the name of the movie where he- Split. Split. Glass. Glass. They, yeah, they yeah. Both, and they're like, yeah. that's what mental illness is. Right. It's like, well, I mean- Kind of? Not really? I mean... Well, and even with bipolar, there's an entire spectrum of bipolar. You've right. got, like, cyclothymic, you've got bipolar 2, you've got bipolar 1. And um, uh, whenever you see a character portrayed with bipolar in the media, um, you know, there's there have been a lot of shows recently where they'll have the main character is bipolar or whatever. It's always the ex- extreme of bipolar 1. Yes. Yeah. When someone, so the first time I got diagnosed, the first time, the only time I got diagnosed with bipolar, they just said bipolar. They did not specify two. And so when they said bipolar, I went home and started reading up bipolar and I'm like, oh my God, is anyone I know real? Is all of this an illusion? Like the the different um, scope of what bipolar is, just it, yeah. it like never occurred to me before. It yeah. never, because I didn't know, because I had no education on the topic. Yeah, I think of mania as um, um, like a graph, right? Okay. And you've got zero to ten, you know. Normal people are walking around at zero. We're in bipolar two walking around. When we go manic, we might hit like seven. Maybe. Maybe eight, you know. Bipolar one is ten or even off the graph. Yeah. You know, um, and it, it gets to the, to the point where – they have delusions. Um, they will. There was a. I forget the person's name. But there was a person who had written a book about being bipolar, and they jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge mm. while they were in a manic state. And they talked about how they they were convinced they were going to be the next president of the United States. Really? Like it was a fact to them, and they were like preparing their entire life for that. Huh? Um, and you know, that's the kind of there. There are people who think they're superheroes. Um, or who feel like God is speaking to them. You know, some people, I mean, it's hard to tell uh, because you're going off of thousand-year-old historical um, documents and whatnot, but there are people who think like Joan of Arc might have been bipolar one. Sure. Sure. And while I cannot relate to that, Mm -hmm. I can understand it. Yeah. I can understand it. You know, like we never hit tens or elevens. We right. don't. But that grandiosity, once yeah. you get that grandiosity and that starts ramping up where you're mm-hmm. like, like for me, it's like I'm the fucking greatest writer in the world. You know, when I lost weight, I started getting, you know, some some attention from the fair sex. And I, you know, and when I go into those grandiosity states, you know, I thought I was like fucking Ryan Gosling. Yep. Around, and I'm not. I'm like. He, he's, I'm not like Ryan, a, he's not Ryan Gosling. I'm, I'm like <laughs> on a good day, Danny DeVito if he hit the gym. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I mean, <yeah. laughs> I'm a fan. Like, a like fan. twins, Danny DeVito, yeah, though, yeah. right? They're not Philadelphia. Yeah. Not like 
what's always sunny, you know. Right, it's like right. they're twins, like young strapping Danny <laughs> DeVito. If you hit the gym. <laughs> Maybe a little better than Danny oh DeVito. My but <laughs> My wife was on an improv team whose name was Extra Short Portly, which is Danny DeVito's suit size. <laughs> Not what I think of any time I hear Danny DeVito. No. Uh, we love you, Mr. DeVito. Oh, no, please, please return our calls, for the love of God. <laughs> return our calls. Um, it, it, uh, public perception has to entirely do with education. Yeah. And no one talks about it in, in any sort of educational uh, um, uh, environment unless it's from a psychological or psychiatry perspective. Uh, uh, field. You know what I mean? If you train someone to be a psychiatrist, you train someone to be a psychologist, now you start actually hearing and learning about these various uh, mental illnesses, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Otherwise, but, it's only it's only hitting social media. It's only hitting the news no. if it's the extreme. Right. You know, today in Portland, uh, a schizophrenic patient escaped the hospital and he thought right. that lizard people were trying right. to kill him and so stabbed a woman yeah. in the subway. Or, you know, uh, man, I just, look, I kind of had ADHD, so if you can get me some Ritalin so I can just stay up all night and knock out this fucking yeah. exam paper. Yeah. I'm like, it's not... And people using... Mental illness as a byword for other states. When mm. somebody's sad, we often say, "Oh, they're they're depressed." They're depressed. No, but it's it, yes, being sad is not being depressed. It's different. It's if someone is having, you know, they they go from being in a bad mood to a good mood, back to a bad mood, we might say, "Oh, they're being bipolar today." That's not what bipolar. That's not is. what it is, guys. It's you not. Know? And I I never want to judge anyone who says they are depressed. I never want to judge anyone who says uh, they they are feeling um, manic, you know. But at the same yeah. time, I wonder if, like, the lack of education our society provides, mm -hmm. if if we provided more, if we, we taught yeah. people what this stuff actually was, would those words still be used? Or would there be a different... It would be like like how we no longer use. Forgive me for saying this, but we no longer use the word "retarded" oh, to refer to something stupid. You know, what? I think That's I think it would point. go the yep. same. It would go the same route. Mm -hmm. um, you, so you have that. You have um, you have a lot of ignorance. We've talked before about arrogant ignorance. Um, if if you've never heard of the Dunning Kruger effect, it's related. Um, but basically, just, read it. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> the the idea that the people who know the least about a topic are generally the most confident in their opinion on that topic. I'm like, this is scientific fact right. with 100 years of research and 10,000 studies to right. back it up. Right. But, you know, if you go on Reddit, man, there's this dude who said, you know, and unfortunately you have to deal with that a lot. Yeah, yeah, and it also comes down to, it's this weird mix of, like, empathy versus non-empathetic people, right? Yeah. They're the people who are who are very quick to say, how are you feeling? Let's evaluate how you're feeling, react to how you're feeling. And then there are people who are like, let's just brush all that aside. Yeah, the people with the least amount of empathy are probably the most likely to have the arrogant ignorance. Sure. You know, they're the ones who are like, oh, you're depressed. That You just need to open the curtains. Right. You need to eat a salad. You need to put on some happy music. And right. it's like, that's not how that works, man. And, and socially, what's easier? Is it easier to sit there, slow down, and listen and evaluate and respond to someone who's going through something? Or is it easier to just be like, open the windows and have a salad? Yeah. Because because then I no longer have to think about you. Well, plus, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's like blow this out for a second. Let's talk about financially. Like, we as like 
a society where we're going to put our money, right? Are we going to put our money into mental health treatment, diagnoses, like, you know, uh, or are we just going to be like, well, you know, that, that sad sack is just a sad sack yeah. and fuck them. Gwyneth Paltrow said on Goop <laughs> that if you just rub this cream on your vagina, it'll get rid of your depression. What, if, I, just, don't, what just, if I don't have a vagina, Gwyneth? She just won a ski uh, 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 fucking lawsuit. I don't know if you saw that. No. Like, so I guess some guy sued her because he she was skiing down a mountain, like, hit him and then just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. But she yeah. won, so I guess she didn't do it. Uh, no judgment, Gwyneth. Um, Please return our calls. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, there's all these these misconceptions that people latch on to where, you know, we've talked before, the almost the idea that, like, mental health is a choice. When specifically in bipolar, obviously this is what I'm most versed in because we have it and I've read the hell out of it. There are physical markers. There are physical phenomenon that we can observe. The amygdala is larger. The um, uh, in an EEG, you can see how the electrical patterns in the brain fire. But, but differently. none of that is like visible, right? Like that's right. the problem, right? Yeah, and so it doesn't. And when you're talking this arrogant ignorance, these are people who you know. I made the joke about goop, but they read goop. You know, that's what they go, they do. They they listen to Joe Rogan. They and I I love Joe Rogan. Don't don't get me wrong, but but Joe, what Joe's great about is he has any guest on, and he just lets them talk, yep. which means a lot of the people don't know what the hell they're talking about, and he lets them just do it. Um, and so you get a lot of misinformation out there about these things where it's like it's just a choice. You know, if you're depressed, you can choose not to be depressed. If you're if you're manic, you can choose not to do those things. And, and if you're if you're schizophrenic, you know, why don't you just not be schizophrenic, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like the... And you wouldn't say this shit if somebody was like, I'm diabetic. Right. You wouldn't be like, well, you know, you can get control of your insulin just by willing it. Well, I mean, <laughs> You'd be like, go get a fucking insulin right. prescription. There's there's so much of that, you know, in, in across all medical fields. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're fat. Just stop being fat. I'm like, that's yeah. not how that works. Like, no. you don't know why that person is fat. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, uh, There's a thousand metabolic factors. Yeah. Oh my God. Why can't you read? Just read good. Just try and read yeah. good. And I'm like, no, you know what? Dyslexia is a thing, man. Yeah. Like, and sometimes you, you know, just like us with bipolar, you don't know that you have, say, dyslexia. Right. Until you're an adult. Henry Winkler uh, is dyslexic. He wasn't diagnosed until he was in his 50s. He spent his entire life just thinking he was stupid. Yeah. Because he would get these these jobs on a, on a movie and he couldn't read the script. And he'd have to have somebody read it to him. And he just thought he was an idiot. You know? And if, like, somebody had just diagnosed him earlier. Yeah, and at the same time, though, you go back and look at Henry Winkler's career, you know? Mm -hmm. Would he have had the same career if he had been diagnosed earlier? Because it's probably affected, like, every aspect of his life. Who he's turned out to be, how he's had social interactions, when he's auditioning, when he's playing a character, the choices he makes. Like, Mm -hmm. it'll all stem back to this... This feeling of inadequacy intellectually, which then, you know, creates a new a new character, a new person. Thanks for listening. Help us continue the conversation. Leave us a comment with your thoughts, experiences or questions about mental health. Every opinion and viewpoint is valid. Just don't be a dick. Well, and we're in a period, too. And this is because people don't understand how science works, right? I know I don't. Um, So... (laughs) And, and what I mean is at its most basic, science is not answers. Science is a process. Mm. So the scientific community today may decide 
based on current evidence that something that we've believed for 20 years is wrong. And then 20 years from now, more scientists might decide, oh, well, wait, you guys were missing this piece. Because science is a process. We're constantly performing studies. We're doing peer-reviewed research. That's a key term I've talked about before. Um, you know, and, and science is constantly evolving and it's changing. Unfortunately, the way the human brain works is it's very black and white. Yeah. We, don't, we don't deal well with shades of gray. So when um, a study comes out that says uh, red meat causes cancer and then it gets refuted and it's like, hey, there's actually no evidence that red meat causes cancer, then people who are reading that are like, well, I can't trust science anymore. Yeah. Yep. Wait, are eggs good for me or eggs bad for me? What, yeah. what do you mean good cholesterol, bad cholesterol? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, and they think it has to be an either or and that when, when the scientific community seems to be flip-flopping, which is not what's happening, they're constantly gathering more data, changing their opinion, may appear to be flip-flopping. But people see stuff like that and they, they develop kind of a general distrust of the medical field and the scientific community as a whole. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are some things that are true that, you know, it's true that pharmaceutical companies give kickbacks to doctors. You know, so you have things like this. You have doctors. But this is where you have to shop for a doctor. Sure. You know, my doctor was very hesitant to put me on any medication. And then as we've gone along in the process, she's been incredibly hesitant to up my dosage. And we have to have tons of conversations. And when we up it, we, we meet regularly to see how it's working, to see if I'm developing side effects. And that's the kind of doctor you want. Right. You don't want a doctor who's just going to be like, oh, I got a kickback from Pfizer, so take this shit. Well, at the end of the day, it's, it's the amount of work someone wants to put into it, right? Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to the very beginning of this conversation is how much effort do we as a people want to put into learning about these various illnesses and these yeah. various problems that we are having. Like, if you don't want to put the effort in, then you know what a great answer is? Oxycodone. There you go. That'll yeah. solve. You have pain? Oxycodone. There you yeah. go. Problem solved. Hey, yeah. guess what? That caused... The opioid. Opioid. <sighs> yeah, and like yeah. thousands of, thousands of yeah. heartaches. Like... And that's a good one, like talking about kickbacks. Like that all goes back to the Sackler family. Like, oh, they were dude. doing that. They were paying oh, doctors man. to prescribe the shit out of opioids to people. And so again, you as the general public, you hear those stories. They do happen. And you hear them and it it discredits the entire medical community. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. All of a sudden you don't trust your doctor. Yeah. Your doctor prescribes you anything. You're like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on. I don't need to become some sort of addict. And they're like, well, no, you need this medication for your diabetes. Yeah. It's... And in the age of the internet, um, ignorance runs rampant. Oh, so anytime any time my wife is like, I'm going to Google or WebMD, I'm like, no, you're not. Stop. <laughs> Just yeah. hard stop. Well, and even the terms you use, right? So um, uh, this is something I came across during the, the height of the anti-vax bullshit is if you, are, if you Google, do vaccines work, right? It doesn't seem like it. That's already a biased question. Because the question itself is implying that they don't, that they don't, that there's a chance they don't. So when you Google that, your first hits are going to be anti-vax sites. Right. So the first information you're presented with is the incorrect information. Well, and, and you know, that all goes back to the whole idea of like, if you're asking for someone's opinion, you've already made, you've already made your choice, right? It's yeah. like, I don't know, you guys have all had this in your life where you've been like, should I date this guy or should I buy this shirt or should I take this job? You've already made your decision. What you're looking for is someone to reinforce yeah. your decision. So when you type something like that into Google, do vaccines work? You've already decided 
Vaccines don't work. Mm-hmm. Vaccines don't work. Let me tell you, just in case you're on the fence, when we had kids, I spent weeks researching this, and every piece of, quote, evidence, unquote, against vaccines is so filled with holes that you could make a something that you make with Swiss cheese. Oh, okay. nice. Cordon Bleu. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Yay! Yay! Cordon Bleu. Ham and Swiss. You could just come with a ham and Swiss sandwich. But, you yeah, know, but, you know, you know basic. Yeah. <laughs> Cordon Bleu. <laughs> yeah, Brad's real French. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, like that's that's the problem, right? Is like people already have their minds made up about these illnesses mm-hmm. and what they are and what they mean. To so when they go to research it, right. the terms they're using even, yep. it's, it's confirmation bias. Right. You know, and that's the other problem with the internet is it's all it's all built up on confirmation bias. If you were to type in people who are mentally ill into Google, can you even imagine? Let's see. Oh no! Oh Jesus! I'll do it right now. All right, we're gonna we're gonna cut this and then restart in like two minutes after Brad's done because I can only imagine what he's gonna pull up. People who are mentally ill and my fat fingers misspelled who? Okay. Um. Oh, first one's Mayo Clinic. Mayo Clinic, okay. Yeah. Uh, second one, Mental Health America. Okay. Uh, I'm not familiar with them, but that sounds like it could be legit. American Psychiatric Association. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we've got some stuff. You know. You um, know what? That. You know what? Then that's on me. Like I assumed that if you were to type in people who are mentally ill, you're going to get things like Ted Kaczynski. You know. Let's, let's try this though. If you were to mm. say, "Is depression real?" Ooh. Let's see what that does. Is depression. I misspelled is. <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, okay, so first thing you come up with, there's uh, substance abuse and mental health services. But under the people also ask, yeah. is depression real or imagined? Yep. Can depression be uh, proven? Is depression a true mental disorder? Ooh. You know? And it's, again, biased questioning. But those, so the people also ask, that means those are the most common search terms. Right. Those are the ones, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Those are people searching in a way that they're going to get an answer that is incorrect and props up whatever misconceptions they have about it. That's Google going, did you mean this? Because yeah. this is what everyone else is asking. So right. you probably meant to ask this. Right. Which is then going to inform what you're asking and not asking. Yeah. And the way the internet's laid out, those sites look legit. You know, there's there's nothing that if you look at, um, you know, psychology.com versus, uh, I don't know, like, you know, World Health News or something. I just oh, yeah, I love that, that. I love that I publication. Don't know if that's a no, thing. I love it. Yeah. But, you know, I imagine that's some hippy dippy thing that's like, just eat avocado. <laughs> um, but- you're, you're helping finance the cartels, by the way. Yeah, keep going, Brad. Keep going. You know this. This is also an anti cartel podcast about avocado. <laughs> I don't want to piss off the cartels, Adam. <laughs> Not again. Not again. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so you know, those sites are presented and that information is presented as though it's legitimate. Like it's, it's hard for the layman to be able to tell the difference between legitimate scientific research and bullshit. Right. You know? Because at the end of the day, what is it? It's words on a page. Yeah. It's words on a page. If you get And we're, we're not saying this to judge any of you out there who've made this mistake. No, of course I've not. I've made this mistake in the past. Like I said, when I had kids, I researched about vaccines because I wondered if they were real. I bought into that shit. Sure. And then when you go through all the data, yeah, vaccines are fine. <laughs> but then you have to sit there and go, if you have an opinion and then you find out your opinion wrong, is wrong, you have to be 
you have to be, you know, man enough, for lack of a better term, yeah. to admit that. And a lot of people have a problem with that. Yeah, they do. And that's, again, where arrogant ignorance comes from. It's a lot easier to double down on being wrong than it is to admit that you're wrong. Right, yeah. right. And that's that's a very difficult thing. I don't know about you. We make broad generalizations here about when we were younger. Sure. But, you know, so maybe it was a cultural thing. And, you know, maybe it's not true for you guys who were younger out there. I don't know. But when I was in my 20s, that's how I was. It's sure. like I would have an idea. And if I found out it was wrong, I would double down on it. And the more confident I acted about the idea and the angrier I got when someone challenged my opinion – the more people thought I was right. That's the yeah. unfortunate thing is it works. Well, and, <laughs> and what I will say is that I, that is a, a – I learned that by witnessing it. Yeah. Like I witnessed the people in high school, for instance, who were just like, I think this. And then you would try and get like a word in edgewise as I'm sure the bookish person you were. And they would shut you down just by being louder and more arrogant yeah. than you. Maybe I, excuse me, sir. <laughs> uh, pardon. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the data here shows that uh, – shut up, nerd. Get that locker. Right. So what you learn is you learn like well, you just have to be louder. You and you to, learn what the inside of a locker smells it, like. That's true. Uh, not good. <laughs> not good. The answer is not good. But no, it, so you learn to just be more confident. Yeah. Even if you don't know what the hell you're talking about, just be more confident. And I think that – And be louder, be cockier. And, you know, and never back down. Right. And and learn how to phrase what you're saying as as statements of truth, even yeah. if they're your, your opinion. opinion comes out as a fact. Exactly. And you start to believe your opinion as a fact. Right. And you know And then the non discerning uh, audience will just be like, Well, this person must know what they're talking about. This person is a person of authority. Yeah. This person is in a position of power. Mm-hmm. Therefore, what they're stating has to be truth. Yeah. And because I haven't done any of the research, and because I am maybe new to this topic of conversation, there's my new opinion because this person said it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you know, you see that. That's interesting. I mean, this could be a whole other topic, but you see that a lot in uh, relationships. Sure. Like, you know, whatever one, one spouse believes, the other one naturally ends up believing. Mm-hmm. Probably because, like, I mean, not only do you have that going on, but if you sit in a room with someone for eight hours a day listening to them, like, bah, 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 <laughs> just hammer your fucking psyche with this shit eventually. Right, easy, be, Tucker Carlson. Hey, hey, you know, uh, maybe maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. Maybe, uh, maybe avocados will cure my cancer. Oh, God damn it, Brad. <laughs> I, I, I think it's important to start a conversation. I, I don't – we don't have the answers. We said this two or three episodes yeah. ago. We we don't have the answers to any of this. And and neither does anyone else. Right. Because so, science is continually evolving and learning yeah. and changing, right? So what we know now about bipolar may change mm-hmm. in five years, ten years, yeah. two years. I mean already, you know, um, what they used to call – they used to call it manic depression. Um, and they used to treat it with electroshock therapy. Yeah. You know, in yeah. very rare cases, they still do. Right. Like when it's, I think, typically with really bad bipolar one. Mm-hmm. But that's, again, that's another one of those things. Like we can look back and Scientology loves to jump on this. Oh, bro. There was a barbaric history to psychiatry. Much like there was a barbaric history to dentistry. <laughs> like anytime we started something medical, I mean, hell, go back to World War II. Like you got a, or a Civil War, sorry. Like you get a scrape on your arm in a battle. It's like, well, I got to saw that off. Yeah, you know, I imagine just this like psycho doctor on the field is like, like, hey, I got a cold. I got to saw your nose off. Uh, you know what? That doctor had a mental illness that was not diagnosed. <laughs> 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 
but there there is a unfortunately the early years of psychiatry is filled with barbaric shit. Yeah, you know, I mean, putting people who were you know say just depressed, giving them lobotomies because you know? they they wanted um, an answer. Yeah, because they want an answer, and there's no answer. Again, yeah. there's no answer. So and unfortunately, pe- compared to any other field, when you're talking the human brain, you know, if we're talking like um um you know what drugs uh, help cancer recede, right? You can give cancer to a mouse. You can give them this drug. You can see how that works. Then you'll be like, okay, let's move up to the next stage in the trial. You can't do that with mental health. Nope. You have to take people who are suffering from these things and, for lack of a better term, fuck with them. Yeah. And, and, and that was the early years of psychiatry. And, and depending on where that person with, is at in their mental health journey, what are you catching them in a depressive state? Are you catching them at a manic state? Are you catching them at zero? Yeah. Like, Because that is going to affect how you treat them. Yeah. And it's going to take months, if not years, to develop a relationship that's going to let you accurately identify what state they may be in and yeah. the best way to thus treat them. Yeah. And but psychiatry has come such a long way in the past, even just 30 years. Sure. Let, let alone when you go back to when they were lobotomizing everyone. And I mean everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's like, like the janitor. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't get the spot on the floor. Come here. Get that Come guy here. in here. Grab that ice pick. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I, so I think all these things are in play uh, when you, when you talk about people's perception of Mm -hmm. mental illness. But at the end of the day, to those out there, and I've had this, I've had people who find out I'm bipolar and they're afraid of me. Sure. You know, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm 235 pounds. I can like deadlift a a house. You know, I have a, uh, you know, I've been doing boxing and martial arts for, you know, 20 years. Like, I get why somebody would be scared of me if you take all that and you're, like, mentally ill yeah. on top of it, right? Not to mention the fact, if you've ever seen me work out, like, I... I He's got some scary faces, guys. <laughs> yeah, make, yeah. I was, really I was squatting face. today. <laughs> I, was so, I was so proud of myself. I, I did uh, 565 for the Good first God, time in my squat. Dude. Yeah, my, my squat last year, like, was it was, like, 340. So, like, it's just, it's like, exploding. So yeah, it's weak. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> But uh, but I was so I was so uh, happy with it. But as I was coming up, my face was red, my vision blurred, and I made this just like <laughs> like screwed up my face, and I made this noise. Let me see if I can recreate it. Oh, here. please, please! <laughs> <laughs> like a like a llama hacking something up. So I get why somebody might be afraid. Of me. <laughs> but, but but even if even if it's not in a a situation where like they're viewing you as like threat. Even just like trying to have a conversation with someone, like the number yeah. of times I've said to someone, "Oh, by the way, you know, I'm bipolar." I say it casually because yeah. I want to talk about it. Yeah, people, you see people be like, "Whoa, whoa, like, yeah." Can we talk about this? Is this okay to talk about? Like, yeah, I'm like, don't pussyfoot around it, man. Like, just have a conversation. Like, yeah, or even like, maybe I should go over here. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. even if they don't think you're violent, right? Which unfortunately, like, that is a misconception that some people can have. Even if they don't think you're violent, they can think you're unstable. They can think you're volatile. You sure. Know, they can They can think, I have no idea where this conversation is going to go. Is he going to start talking about Why is he bringing this up? You yeah. know, why is he talking about this now? Is this yeah. something that's going to, yeah. Why are his testicles hanging out of his pants? You know what, Brad? Don't. And that's just a fashion. That's how I live my life. <laughs> yeah. That's what I try to explain to them. This is the new fashion. <laughs> Balenciaga by Brad. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, Disclaimer, my testicles stay in my pants 24-7. Yep, yep. Shannon, make sure. Uh, <laughs> long story short, boys and girls, uh, please keep in mind that um, have a conversation 
before you make a judgment. Do real research. Talk to real people. Don't just watch a movie or listen to a news report or read a random article on a random website and start forming opinions. Much like, I view it like a, a trying to develop a relationship with anyone. If someone is going to sit there and say, hey, this person um, is bad, this person is good. If you've never met that person, if you've never had a conversation with that person, then that's on you for judging that person ahead of time. Right, I feel the same way about mental illness. Mm-hmm. If you start hearing like, oh, bipolar is like this, or bipolar is like that, and you haven't taken the time to have a conversation with someone who has it, or done the research necessary to inform yourself about it, then you know what? You're kind of being bigoted, and you're kind of being judgmental, and that is only hindering the progress of we as a society accepting mental, mental illness as yeah. an everyday thing. Yeah, and especially if it's someone you're close to like I've had a couple of people since I got diagnosed who just cut me off. Sure. You know? Um, and I imagine from their standpoint, it's either scary or just too much to deal with. Or they um, don't believe it. Yeah. Or, or maybe they, they don't believe maybe they it. They don't believe it. And for those of you out there who do struggle with it, um, n- just know that you're going to have these, these misconceptions and that there's going to be people with these perceptions and take solace in the fact that no matter how smart they seem, they're fucking idiots. <laughs> but not you, the cartels that run the avocado. Yeah, no, the game. cartels. No, 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 no the cartels. Cartels, I, I, te amo. <laughs> <laughs> te amo avocado. Is that you say it? Te amo avocado? Yeah. <laughs>